Bienvenue and welcome to Akeem's Dream Show. My name is Akeem the Dream, also known as Brown Sugar Supreme, also known as the Dark Knight Batman. I'm Batman. This show is a variety show because I had a lot of ideas growing up and wrote them down and my curiosity is insatiable. And you'll notice that I have a lot of random ideas and subjects, but I think that's what makes it fun. Variety is the spice of life and I like to keep it spicy and you will find that out very quickly. Remember folks, never grow old with no stories to tell. And it's finally time to spice things up. Let's go. Check this out. Oh, ma da fatta vichita va bene. Si tu la parla mieza americano. Quando sa fa la mola sotto luna. Oh, ma da bene in cave di I love you. When I was growing up, 20 bucks meant that I was a rich man. Rich young boy, rich rude boy, youth. That's what 20 bucks meant. 20 bucks meant that I was a king. I had royal blood coursing through my veins. And $20, let's keep it real, in the late 90s, early 2000s, that would last me a week and a half, 20, two weeks. If I, by some hook or crook, got $20 by working at the Bottle Depot or working at whatever, uh, as an appetizer cook, if that 20 bucks was in my pocket, I might as well have been a multimillionaire. I was running Microsoft. I was the descendant of King Louis the Fifteenth. You understand me? I was rich. Rich. Everyone be like, Kim, do you want to go out? Yes. Yes. You know why? Because I got 20 bucks in my fucking pot. I'm rich. You brokies don't even have $5. $5. I have 20 big ones. Queen Elizabeth is kissing my ass, literally, through my wallet. Now, fast forward about 20 years, I don't think I can leave my house without spending 20 bucks somewhere. When I'm out and about, running errands, magically, without notice, gravity and the forces of the universe upward a vacuum to scoop and suck $20 out of my bank account somehow, somewhere. I'm starting to think that there's magical tap stations everywhere I walk because I just noticed. And I check my bank account semi-regularly. Actually, every day I check it now. And I just noticed that every day it's like 20, 40, 20, 40, 20, 40, 60, 20, 40, 60. Every single day. What the fuck? That used to last me weeks. Not days, weeks. If I knew how much money I was spending now, like when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I'd probably fucking be like, I thought I was rich now. I'm a fucking multimillionaire. Spending 60 bucks a day? Who does that? Bill Gates? Like who spends that much money in a single... It wouldn't... My brain could not handle, could not fathom such a quantum number. But now it's like every day I leave, I come home, somehow magically 20 bucks is gone. Everything's more expensive, right? That's inflation, but fuck. Since when do we have to spend 40, 60 bucks every single day? I almost wish that sometimes I was a hot chick because at least I'd get half my shit paid for on dates and whatnot. I'm a semi-handsome brown sugar Akeem Dream Supreme. So you know, once in a blue moon, somebody will pay for my shit, but fuck, I gotta move <laughs> heaven and earth to get that arrangement sorted out. Now it's just 20 bucks, gone, boom, pff, gone. Dust in the wind. And that's the state of being an adult, I think. Just magically money is gone. 20 bucks in my wallet. It's almost like it's not even mine. It's the purveyor of sweets or whoever's going to sell me the baguette that day. It might as well be theirs. 20 bucks, crazy. 
Now, maybe it's just all relative. Like 20 bucks to me now is what a dollar used to be for me. Because I could spend a dollar pretty quick when I was that age, earlier my back in the days, my misspent youth. But now, 20 bucks, $1, I mean, it's gone in a micro section. I lose a dollar a day. I actually lose it, just like out of my pocket, on the street, through a street vent, overpaying somebody, tipping somebody, which I stopped doing. <laughs> Unless it's at a restaurant or some kind of place where they earn it. But 20 bucks now, what a dollar used to be. What's going to happen when I'm rich? Is that going to be what $100 is now? Because I don't spend 100 bucks a day. I mean, I, she, better have, she better have a really good personality for me to drop a hundo. Fuck, a hundo. Jeez. A little brownie? Better be a special event. But I bet you I'm going to get to the day or the day is going to come where I spend $100 a day or almost $4,000 a year to God knows what, to the ether. It will just vaporize, gone. Like for example, poor example, on June 7th, I woke up thinking I wasn't going to spend a dime. I remember this day vividly. I was going to go to home. I was going to go to work, work, come home, watch a movie, chill. And here's what I ended up spending money on. I went to work and at lunchtime, I realized I needed a haircut. Boom, $24.36. Then I needed a sandwich, $11. Then I went to Overflow which is a cafe, spent $7.88. How, you may ask? I have no fucking idea, but somehow coffee is now seven or eight bucks. I must have bought somebody coffee. That's the other thing too. I'm a pretty generous guy. My default is to pay for people. My default is to, to pick up the bill. That's my default. If you're with me, you're probably not gonna pay for it unless you try to gesture. That's just who I am. I'm a giving guy. Then I went to workout. That cost me $12. Then I went to the grocery store because I ran out of blueberries and bananas. That was 21 bucks. Then I went to Save On Foods. That was $22. I'm not sure I went to Save On. They must have had something I didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. I went to I went to, went to to Save On, realized that they didn't have... The, the, the avocados might as well have been rocks. I'm not sure why they're selling avocados that uh, won't be ripe for the next 10 years on their shelves. I feel up every avocado like it's my first boob and I'm feeling it when I'm 16 with my uh, girlfriend at the time. Like, I cannot stop caressing it because I want it to be soft before I go into it with my knife. And unfortunately, these avocados were just super hard. So I had to go all the way to Superstore, spend a drop another 20 because, of course, the way these stores are designed is you can't go in there without dropping at least 20. If you go through the checkout and you spend less than 20 bucks, they tell you to get the fuck back in there. It's like, sorry, you haven't hit the quota. You know, I'd be shocked if you bought something, one thing, one item and got out of there successfully it'd, be, it'd actually be a very fun social experiment to see if you can send people to walmart costco superstore or otherwise and be like your only mission here is to spend less than 20 bucks if you if you told them that in advance they'd probably do it but if you just told them to buy one thing see if they spend less than 20 bucks it's unlikely i'd like to know what their average till rate is but it's not fucking five or ten dollars there's way too much useless shit you have to buy on your way out of the, of the till. Like, what is King Harry doing on his inauguration or his coronation? Or buy the latest Archie comic that's been rehashed for the 150th time, right? Or buy some gum that you could buy from the Dollarama for 15 bucks or something. <laughs> you know, crazy stupid shit. Chips, of course you got to get chips and then you just end up crushing it in the parking lot. All this to say that, yeah, end up wanted to spend zero, ended up spending 80 $90. And that's a pretty typical day, which is why it annoys me that I get annoyed when I have to actually do something 
uh, for my business, if I want to promote my podcast or if I want to buy business cards, if I want to do something like buy a course or invest into my education or buy a book, all of a sudden, 20, 30 bucks for a book, buying uh, 20, 30 bucks for some business cards, that seems like a lot of money. But if I realized how much money I was spending on bullshit every day, if I could just have that perspective, maybe I wouldn't be so cheap ass when it comes to my investments. And I'm actually pretty good at investing in myself. I would say I've invested over 100 grand in my education between university, all the courses I've taken, all the books I've taken to, all the conferences I've been to, easily 100 grand. Easily. It's because it's the best investment you can make. But fuck, if I was to measure that against everything, all the bullshit I've spent over in, all, all over the years, like on concerts or, or restaurants, it's well over 100 grand, which is a freaky thing to think about. Because if there's somebody who's disciplined out there and is like, you know what, I'm going to crunch... I'm not going to spend $20 every time I leave the house. They're probably fucking loaded. Probably million dollars. Even if you don't have a high income, if you have 40, 50 grand, you could probably still get rich if you're just not a dumbass and gravity doesn't have a fucking way of getting to your bank account and sucking out 20 bucks every other day. And I think it all starts, my theory for myself is if I buy coffee in the morning, it's going to be an expensive day because that is the crack, that is the that is literally the crack, but that is the that is the straw that breaks the camel's back. That is the last sandbag that breaks the levee and causes a huge waterfall of shit. By the way, if shit, I mean the money in my bank account to flow freely through the rivers of the Nile, the Mississippi, and the Niagara and the Amazon. She's gone. She's going to feed the economy. So makes me think about what makes coffee so like you know if that's the trigger for me me buying coffee and that's what ends makes me end up spending all this money what is it about the coffee well i'll tell you what it is before it used to be black coffee and i switched to americanos now americanos i'm not sure what it is but i think it's stronger and because it's stronger it uh, gets me in this attitude like a person who's on cocaine and i've never done coke i don't plan to ever do coke but i've heard it makes you quite wiry excited and uh spontaneous and perhaps caffeine has a similar effect if it's a strong enough caffeine. The black coffee, it doesn't really hit me the way that Americano does. I feel like Americanos have a little bit of a stronger ca caffeine content. And I was looking up some research on the Americano, a.k.a. the Krakakano. And the reason why it's called it Americano is because during World War II, the uh, Americans were in Italy, Italy, and they were buying coffees. Uh, but they were disappointed because in Italy, they serve you espressos. They don't serve you these fucking two liters of coffee like they do here. <laughs> I sometimes see people buying coffees here at the Starbucks or otherwise. And it's it's literally more coffee than their bladder. Like, I think your bladder can hold up to two liters. And you're drinking that in caffeine. Why? I think your I think your bladder and your and your body got the point after like the first 500 mil, like a cup will do a cup or for the Italians a little espresso shot an ounce of coffee is normally good enough the only thing with espresso is it's a higher stronger caffeine because there's more beans in there right it's more surface area for the grounds and uh, just becomes a higher caffeine content so these Americans said listen these espressos they're too small they're too powerful uh, you know can you water it down you know we're just some simple guys from Kentucky we just want some good old Italian coffee. Can you just water it down for us, boys? You know, we're just going to take kill, kill these Nazis and go back to America. Can you get us some uh, watered down their coffee there, boy? And they said, of course we can. We're Italian. No problem. So they go, uh, 
We'll take espresso, we'll put hot water in, boom. We call it Americano. But we don't speak no Americano. And uh, this little invention, Americanos, changed the coffee world forever. And it just came out of a simple request from some soldier saying that he doesn't want such a strong coffee. Can you water it down for us, Yanks? And that spurred off the whole thing. And then you think about the military. They've actually spurred a shit ton of innovations and inventions. M&M's, for example. Did you know that M&M's were invented by soldiers who wanted chocolate at the ready, but they wanted it to not melt? Because obviously, they're walking through the countryside, you know, they're doing their thing. But uh, if it's hot and they want sweets in their pocket, it just turns into sludge, turns into fudge in their pocket. So it's nothing like after you've just been, you know, firing your gun off and your hands are dirty and messy and then you just go into your pocket and it's just, you know, it's just chocolate fudge or it's diarrhea chocolate. Like, there's, 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 that's not good. What are you going to do with that? Splurge it, like spread it all over your face and hopefully some of it gets into your mouth. So one soldier was like, hey, listen, Mr. Scientist, we need to get some chocolate that doesn't melt. And boom, the M&M was bored. M&Ms do not melt. doesn't matter what the heat is. That chocolate, that, that coating, that yellow, red, or blue, whatever coating is on the outside, that protects it, that insulates it uh, from the heat, keeps it cool. So it's like a reverse cool insulation on the chocolate. Great invention. Military inspired. Military invented undershirts, aviators, bug spray, duct tape, frozen juice. Frozen juice. I haven't seen frozen juice since the 90s, bro. I remember that shit was nuts. I remember if I wanted good juice, I took it out in the morning because it was rock hard, kind of like those avocados at Savon. Put it at the bottom of the of the of the juice holder, and hopefully it thawed all day. Because if I if I was in a rush and I didn't let it thaw, I would have to hammer that thing. Like I was beating the shit out of it just because I just wanted some fresh juice. But anyways, they invented the frozen juice, and that's the thing that came out of that 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 little cylinder. And then you would just like mix it and uh, stir it and make yourself some juice. But anyways, they invented that. They invented uh, the microwave. I think the microwave was uh, an accident, but that was a, uh, a military invention. GPS, the internet, unless it was Al Gore, but who knows? Maybe Al Gore was in the was in the was in the military. In VR, virtual realities in the 1970s, 1979 to be exact, was when VR was invented. Not this year or last year or two years ago, 1979. And by the way, the internet wasn't created in the late 60s. So we've had these technologies for a while. And speaking of VR, did you see this thing that Apple did with the Apple Vision Pro? I just saw this meme that um, uh, Elon did. He's like, you could buy the Vision Pro for $3,500 American, probably $39,000, $4,000 Canadian, or a trip to Europe, or you could buy some really cheap magic mushrooms and you'll get all the VR you want and then some. Uh, you know, you be the judge. I was watching that presentation. I was kind of impressed because, of course, anything that Apple does, it's going to be fucking loaded as far as tech goes. But my, my first thought was, do you want to look? These don't really look cool. It looks like you're, it looks like ski goggles. Okay, the Vision Pro headset. It looks like you're your looks like you're in an arcade. I don't care if they can see your eyes or not. It's just a big, chunky hunk of tech on your face. Like, Apple wants you to never leave the internet. They want you to be in the internet more than real life. It's like that one meme back in the day where the guy goes, real life, I've never heard of that server. This is what it's turning into. They never want, they want you to be so addicted that you don't, you put this on when you sleep, when you wake up, when you go drive to work. I hope people don't drive with this thing on, man. There's going to be some serious consequences if people don't unplug, man. My mom's always saying, Akeem, unplug. Please unplug. I'm like, you think I'm bad? Fuck. 
I can at least forget I have a phone sometimes. Some people never, if they, I bet you people, there's phone anxiety now where people don't have their phones. They will literally go ape shit. They'll, they'll loot, they will fucking blow a gasket. And uh, Apple wants to make sure this never happens. So now you can be connected to the internet 24 seven. You have a watch, you have a phone, you have a fucking ear pod, you have a, a vision glasses. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably going to be fucking making toilet paper so they can be up your ass too. But this is nuts. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Now, uh, in fairness, I would probably buy one of these sons of bitches just for flying because uh, bringing my phone on the plane or even an iPad, it does not do it justice if I have a long flight and I plan to go to Asia at some point in the future. If I had one of those VR headsets for going across the Pacific Ocean, chef's kiss, that'd be fantastic because I can mi- I can mimic being in the theater and nobody would fucking bother me, you know, hopefully. Maybe a guy next to me would open up a case of sardines and piss me off or not wear, not wear deodorant like every second time it seems to happen to me. Someone doesn't forget to fucking do basic hygiene before they go on a five-hour flight. But I digress. Can we get to the real point of this Apple Vision Pro? Will there be porn on it? Will I be able to have sex with my favorite porn star? <laughs> or not porn star. I, don't, I wouldn't bang a porn star. But my favorite, uh, my, my, my crush, right? whoever it is, I would love to know if I could bang them, uh, in vision pro. Uh, what about a jet fighter? What if I want to be Maverick from, uh, from uh, top gun? That seems like a very cool application. I could be in the jet. Maybe it will give me G forces or something like that. And I could hit the G spot. If you know what I mean, you know, if I had the Apple vision pro, I would create a new app called the, the Tinder fight. And instead of you picking uh, a date, or someone you want to have a casual, uh, uh, casual sexual experience with, it's other dudes. If you're a heterosexual man, it's just other dudes who just want to fight. <laughs> They've had a wrong, a long week, long day. The girls just dumped them, right? The girl just broke up with them, and uh, they want to get some. They want to get some anger out, right? They want to fight. So you go on Tinder, Tinder fight, and uh, you swipe right, swipe right, swipe right. Or no, no, no. Now, right means you accept. No, lefty means, yeah, right means you accept. Yeah, that's right. Uh, left means you will turn it down. So you probably turn left on some guys who you don't, you know you can beat the shit out of, right? You don't want to fight a guy who you know you can beat up. That's not right. You got to be, you got to look at a guy who's around your size. Looks like he's got a little bit of, you know, free tea. Obviously, nobody's going to have as much free tea as you or me, but they got to have a little bit of free tea. And you'd be like, hey, swipe right. And then you just, uh, it, it, it points you in the direction of two or three different Tim Hortons. You meet there in the parking lot at like 10 o'clock at night. Get out of your cars, shake hands, and just start beating the shit out of each other. You know? And you have the Apple Vision Pro on it, of course. So you can record it, upload it to YouTube, and go viral. Right? You'll be the Kimbo slice of the new internet on the Apple Vision Pro. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Or servers. uh but it couldn't just be, maybe it's not just fighting. Maybe you're hiring people on there, the server, the server tender or the hiring tender uh, or the podcast tender. Obviously, it's like swipe right on Akeem's dream show every single time. Maybe it's the TV streaming tender because that's the other thing, too. There's so many shows these days. There's so many shows that uh, in the future. Uh, because there's like literally 70,000 or 80,000 different podcasts to choose from, you're probably just going to have to rely on some kind of curation. Like back in the day, it was Oprah Winfrey's, like Oprah Winfrey's book club. She would pick six or seven of her favorite books, and then people just trusted her and trust, trusted whatever who she was going to vouch for. And then boom, the that selection was in, and uh, they're off to the races, people reading that book. 
But who's doing that for podcasts now, right? Like, I'll, I'll recommend other podcasts on this show, but who am I, right? But if Joe Rogan recommends a podcast, I think that's got a lot of weight. So that's how shows are going to be uh, found in the future unless somebody invents this Tinder pod idea where you go on there and you, slide, you swipe left or right on different podcasts compared to against each other and uh, maybe you're off to the races that way. But uh, listen, who needs VR when you live in an urban area? Because for me, it doesn't really matter uh, to have VR when you have creatures of the night. That's right. These are the folks who are out there at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning saying, Get the fuck away from me. I fucking hate you. Get the fuck out of my life. They always say this. They always have the same lines. And they're different people every single time. But it's like they read the same playbook about what to say to homeless people who are following them or want something from them. And they're not interested. Right? Like, stop following me. Get the fuck away from me. Or if it's a guy, it's like, I remember like two or three nights ago, I was just sleeping. And then two, three o'clock in the morning, all I hear is, Marco, Marco. And then the, I hear a guy two seconds later, Polo. I'm like, this guy's, this is not a fucking grade six sandlot at your local junior high. This is a fucking, you know, back alley street. I don't think people know where, that there's a residential, like where I live. It's kind of not obvious that there's res, there's uh, apartments up here. But Jesus, love of mercy for all that is good and good and clean. I cannot believe how late these people are up and like a Sunday night. Like, don't you have work to do in the morning? And the answer, of course, is no. But what are you doing playing Marco Polo in back alleys? Like, do you want Batman to find you or not? Like, if you don't want to be found by Batman, you should probably not be yelling Marco Polo to your criminal friends while you chase the girl that you're not even dating, uh, the homeless chick you're not even dating uh, uh, down the street. Like, you know, it's just wild. But they're called creatures of the night because... I'd never see these people during the day. And if I do, they're quiet. The creatures of the day, those are like the people who have mental illness. Uh, they're, you know, obviously there's something going on there. Or they're the person on the corner uh, talking about God. Or they're the progressive group on the corner talking about you guys all need to be gay. Or they're the uh, the person handing out uh, copies. Or they're the buskers selling, singing jazz or singing different songs, right? Or it's the guy who is... Uh, uh, what do you call it? The Arthur, the guy with the hurt shirtless guy who goes on his uh, rollerblades and plays guitar all day and night. So these are the creatures of the day. But the difference between the creatures of the day and the creatures of the night are the creatures of the night are the semi-sane people who just decide to come out at nighttime. I don't even think the people who are screaming at night, get the fuck away from me. I don't think they're mentally disturbed per se. I think they're just, this is the time of day where they feel like it's safe to come out and be crazy. Like, good Lord, I'll never, when I leave, when I move out of this place that I'm in right now, I'll probably miss that the most. Just the people yelling at people in the middle of the night. Because uh, that's that's the kind of the soundtrack. And I'll sometimes look down there and uh, believe it or not, these people are ripping darts. And they're ripping darts and they're, they're having a few sips, but most of the time they're just ripping darts. And the way they hold it and the way they stand, it's like the dart gives them special powers. And I'm kind of jealous because... I've always been envious of cigarette smokers. They get extra breaks. They get extra perks and benefits. I feel like they get a bit, a bit of an extra boost and it gives them some uh, courage. But I've decided recently that I'm going to have my first dart in the streets of Rome. I'm going to go to Rome when I'm rich, when I'm rich and successful uh, with my wife. And uh, I'm going to be like, hey, sweet. Hey, babe, I'm going to I'm going to check this place out for a minute. And uh, I'm just going to go down to the to the 
street, one of the main dropping districts in Rome. One of those cool, you know, cool patios that stretch out into the street with a little bistro, and some Italian lady is going to be like, "What would you like?" And I would say, uh, uh, "Espresso." So they'll bring the espresso in the little porcelain cup, and I'm going to fucking whip out a cigarette, and I'm going to smoke that motherfucker, and that's the first and last and only cigarette I will ever rip. The only dart I will ever rip will be on the streets of Rome, because I just think there's some freedom about it. I just think that there is. I just feel like it smells like freedom, it feels like power, and it gives you testosterone. Is it worse than you is it worse for you than booze? Potentially. But my whole thing is whenever I was around people who were smoking, let's say outside of a club or a nightclub or whatever, they just seem to have this era like, this fucking thing can't kill me. One time I saw my buddy smoking two darts at once. Uh, like he put two in his mouth, ripped them both, and I think he almost passed out from the nicotine rush. When I was in grade when I was in grade ten I remember my buddy was like, hey, uh, Akeem, I'll be back in like 10 minutes. And literally two or three hours goes by and we're drinking, we're having a good time and partying. And he comes back and he's looks like he's aged. We're all 14, 15 years old at this time, right? He looks like he's aged, no joke, 10 to 15. He looks like a 30-year-old amongst his 14-year-olds. I'm like, bro, your, your, your face looks like a catcher's mitt. What happened? He's like, I've been smoking for three hours straight. Sorry, bro. I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Like, you look like a fucking look like tales from the crypt bro like what's going on but i'm not gonna smoke that much i want to smoke one cigarette boom in rome i'm gonna buy it at the corner store or at the fucking place where i buy the espresso i'm gonna fucking sip my espresso to lather my mouth with those beautiful caffeine crystals from the fucking oof there's gonna be some a beautiful dean martin or fucking god knows what kind of beautiful italian music playing in the background and i'm gonna fucking light that cigarette and really drag it, really suck it in, maybe a third of it gone, <sighs> and I'm going to be like, God damn, this is disgusting, uh, but I think it's, uh, you know, over a long enough time, cigarettes are worse than, for you than booze, but lately, I think that one for one, one drink versus one cigarette, I probably think that booze is worse for you, maybe, I don't know, I'm speaking out of my ass now, Drinking booze, you know what? Drinking booze reminds. I saw this thing. Uh, I study history a lot, and I looked at this thing about booze. And apparently, prohibition started exactly a hundred years ago. It's a hundred year anniversary of prohibition, which was the time in the twenties that birthed the modern mafia because it gave them an unlimited stream of un uh, of unrivaled business activity called no more drinking, no more booze. Booze is prohibited. Prohibition, right? That was 100 years ago. Prohibition started 100 years ago, and I think we need to bring it back. I'm not going to lie. I think the society needs Prohibition Part 2. Not for extended. It has to have an end date. But I think that we should, as a society, stop drinking for five years cold turkey. Yes, the mafia will pop up again and start selling bootleg on the street. But <clears throat> what is the ROI booze? My buddy asked me to come out the other day, like last weekend. He's like, Akeem, come out. Let's go on the way uh, after I picked him up. He's like, do you have any beers? And as soon as he said that, I'm like, beers? Like, you want to get wasted? Like, fuck, what, how old are we, 22? Like, I can't handle another two-day hangover. I don't care what anybody says. It's just not in the cards for me anymore. I'd rather, I'd much rather do microdose of mushrooms. I'd much rather just not do anything and just chill, right? Water, nice steak, fuck, enjoy the night, go to bed with no substance in me. But if it's anything, it's a microdose of mushroom, let alone drinking 12 to 15 beers. 
if I do drink at all, it's got to be during the day because my body's got to give enough time to metabolize and then actually have a good evening and a good night. I can't sleep if I have two or three drinks in my system and it's like an hour or two hours before bed. Like that, those days are long gone, long, long gone. I was at the golf course on Sunday. We were playing 18 holes and it's about six to nine holes in. I'm like, I'm hitting this motherfucker real straight because sometimes when I go golfing or mostly all the time, I have beers, beers and country music, boy. You know, put on some George Strait. All my exes live in Texas, and I can't hit this goddamn ball straight. And that's kind of what happens. You just can't be. You, 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 everyone thinks they're a shitty golfer. I bet you most people are not bad at golf. They're just really bad at dr- drinking, <laughs> drinking and playing golf. You know, it's not the golf that's throwing you off. It's the fact that you have to get. St- fucking half in the bag before you swing your first shot trust me golfing is way better when you're sober i didn't drink at all at the course on sunday and i was hitting the fucking thing straight i was like is this all it took you know i was about to take classes and shit fuck you don't need classes you just need no booze and that's i think that's the secret so yeah prohibition let's bring it back we need more al capones anyways not the murdering side, but just the personality side. Our, our gangsters and criminals these days are just kind of pathetic. Uh, when I was on the golf course, something that my friend Keen and I had discussed kind of popped into my brain randomly, and I was just thinking about it. And it was about this concept about how everything in life comes in fours. Because in golf, there's four shots. That's why they call it a par four on most holes. You have the drive, you have the approach, you have the pitch, and you have the putt. Par four. Pa- parfait is delicious. Pa- Parfait, parfait is delicious. In the morning, I'm making waffles. And then you say, that will do, donkey. Golf will do. And fours. Fours will do, Kian. Fours will do, donkey. Everything in life comes in, in cat. Cat. de trois cat. Right? And Kian was just telling me about like how everything in life is in fours. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. There's four cardinal directions, never eat soggy wieners, right? There's four elements of the human, which is mental, spiritual, emotional, physical. There's four sacred herbs, man. Sage, sweetgrass, cedar, and fungi, right? There's four main hormones, dopamine, oxycotton, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Uh, Those are the four main hormones. There's four stages to life, birth, youth, adult, and uh, elderly and elderly there's four elements earth wind fire and water and then there's uh you know the fact that four is the strongest number right it's the it's this when you think about elements it's always carbon that's the strongest and carbon is the element that with four sides to it diamonds have four points so the whole idea of fours is, is quite fascinating to me every time i leave my house it's four dollars minimum that's how much an Americano starts, and that's what we end this podcast on. Fours. Four dollars for an Americano, twenty dollars every time I leave the crib. So if you see your boy, toss me a twenty. You know I'd appreciate it. Until next time. I got five. Scratch that. I got twenty on it. Peace.